Hey, this is Lucky from a grim podcast, A Perilous Adventure. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. For more podcasts like this, please visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Welcome back. It is your Thursday night, but it's pre-recorded, so who actually knows when this will come out? Crisis fight. It's hack tight. It's your Marvel Crisis Protocol vlog. It's wait. Did I roll a wild? And I am joined this evening by, you know, I can't even call them two of my favorite people in the world. Two of my closest friends, Dr. Dylan oh, Dyer, cool. as well as Mr. Cool. Michael Tisdale. Uh, AMG dropped a huge bomb this past week that we had been anticipating waiting for for a hot minute. As f- and that bomb is, in fact, the timeline format and all the rules and lists uh, there within. A um, lot of talk, a lot of emotions, a lot of strong words, a lot of strong feelings that we've seen on the Facebook groups and the Discord. Um, but listen, we're going to go over for it. We're going to boil it down and you'll walk away from this episode being like, they weren't on task at all. I'm shocked that I sat through the half an hour before skipping back to um, hello there, a Shatterpoint podcast. So I know that guy. He's a, he's a pretty cool dude. Yeah, Jesse's great. But uh, Dr. D, uh, Mr. Tisdale, guys, thank you for being here. How are you? I'm great. Irritated. <laughs> you know what? I'm also irritated. He's right. I do invoke that uh, emotional response in people. I feel it. The is, Mr. Uh, Tisdale consistently is annoying. Gotcha. You know, it's not It's not on purpose. It's because I'm so, trying not mm, to say it, that it, mm, it, back, it gets back in there. Let me just okay. say, as the leading uh, sales of a single podcast shirt, I invoke my right to tell a terrible joke. Um, I'll allow it. Hold on. Let's get some No, no, no. Even if Tim wasn't going to allow it, Dr. D, the floor is yours. Yeah. It's my show. Now. All right. But hold on. We're, we're a super professional podcast now, and we have Segway songs. So this is the segue to the Dr. D joke. You ready? Here, go. Hey, so Tim, stop me if you've heard this one. I just went out and I bought some shoes from a local drug dealer. What's worse <laughs> is I don't know what he laced it with. So I've been tripping all day. <laughs> it didn't even need all three punchlines. Just. The f- <sighs> oh, You're weak. Would, you- He's weak. <laughs> it doesn't That's take bad. much. It was real good. Yeah. That's a, that was a good one. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, in general, uh, we normally like to start the show with uh, some games played and hobby thoughts. Uh, I got to play both Shatterpoint and Marvel Crisis Protocol this week against each one of the Lakas individually, uh, and I lost both games. Uh, I, I've never been able to to beat Alyssa in Marvel Crisis Protocol, and Ben has now been both of my Shatterpoint losses on stream. So, you know, sometimes 
you know, some people like the cucumber better pickled. Have you guys uh, hobbied or played games at all this week? Uh, so I've painted some infinity. Um, I painted, I painted grievous. Uh, I think since the last time I've been on here, which is, I felt it's felt like a long time. Uh, I pay, I've painted grievous, Anakin, Kraken, Kalani, B twos, uh, potentially the B ones. If I hadn't finished those before, uh, I finished, uh, mother swagatha for infinity. Um, and I've finished, uh, like, I think I finished, uh, Cersei for Song of Ice and Fire, but nobody cares about that. Nice. That's the considerable a amount of stuff game. done. Yeah. And it's not even for me. It's for uh, Jesse from Hello There uh, podcast. That's what they call a callback. <laughs> um, I actually hobbied a little bit this week. Uh, Got it. Ooh. Actually, legitimately, I put some glue on a B2 that I knocked off its base. And then and now he's now he's reattached to his base. Hobby, Excellent. hobby completed. You should have had Lindsay do it so it'll stay on its base because I'm not sure you know how the glue is supposed to function with the models. No, I, I, I did exactly what you're supposed to. I dipped it in water and I washed off the old glue, and then I made like a pad, right? Because it kind of pulls up like the the white Elmer's glue stuff kind of gets beady, and it kind of made it sure it wrapped around the the foot a little bit, so it's it's connected all real real good. What about you, uh, Tizzy? I have built, uh, I think, 45 boxes of New York City terrain. Um, Holy crap. I've built the core box. The new core box? And I've started painting on some. Yeah, the new uh, Crisis Protocol core box. And I'm trying to guilt people into painting uh, my Shatterpoint so I can focus on getting my MCP stuff done. Speaking of, shout out to Taylor, who does, in fact, host uh, <laughs> Hobby Night on Monday nights on uh, Twitch.tv slash Professional Casual Network, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Monday nights. If you want to get through some of your backlog uh, and some of your sprue guilt, uh, it's, he's a dope person to talk to while you do so. I have it on a good authority that he's going to be doing a whole Grievous box on stream at some point. So. Ooh. Fancy, yeah. He the V2s are. He's going to be doing it after you do Grievous. Like I did, I really did not like painting Grievous. It's a, it's a fantastic model. It's cool. but the the spindliness just drove me insane. Like the OSL stuff I did, I was like, oh my gosh, it was just a lot of work. But the B2s were such a relaxing paint job compared to Grievous. <laughs> now, so so very legitimately, if someone is struggling with the Grievous box, um. Do you suggest doing the B2s after Grievous kind of as like a, a cool down or do you suggest doing them beforehand as a warm up? Uh, I think it's a philosophy thing. Are you a pessimist, optimist, uh, polygamist? I don't know any of those. Whatever one of those you are, it's probably going to determine what I'm you want to do with I that. I think I'm a relationship half full person. <laughs> OK, uh, if you're half full, you probably just want to finish Grievous. Yeah. So you can end on a good note. <laughs> yeah, that question com- depends completely on your outlook and how you handle things. Yeah. Sometimes people want to scale the mountain right away and then coast down the rest of the way. Sometimes people want to ease into the harder project. So it's it's however you like to approach things. I actually yeah. do like to tackle the mountain at the get. So I know my best work is going to be while I still have the energy and attention span to focus on it. Yeah, but you've never painted a model, so you don't actually know. Mm, Got him. I have painted a model. He's painted Pat. a Tyranid. It's I a big Tyranny, though. It was a Turvagon, yeah. and it was uh-huh. right when Contrast Paints came out, and I mm-hmm. did a very poor job. Sure, sure. It looked like I so painted you wanted a to paint, marker. You wanted to paint 
really, really badly when you were growing up, and after dedication and practice, <laughs> you finally were able to paint really, really badly. Listen, I I don't like to I don't like to toot my own horn, but I set out for a goal, and I have achieved it. I'm a bad painter. A lot of quitting that kid right there. <laughs> <laughs> All anyway. Right. So let's get kind of into the meat of, of the episode here, because I, I, I assume um, this is, you know, going to probably be a majority of what we discussed this evening. So uh, last Friday, AMG dropped the 2024 timeline event rules as a whole, in addition to the character list as far as what's going to be allowed and not. If you are unfamiliar what the timeline event is going to be. This was announced right before Gen Con this past year. Uh, some might say this current year uh, in August. And the style of the format is you bring three separate rosters with no repeating characters, tactics, or tactics cards, or crisis as well. Correct. Correct. Oh, no. Are you... So- oh, God. Yep. Oh, God. And oh, no. They're part of your roster. You have a standard set. So effectively, you have your three, you rank that or you list them as roster one, two and three. And in this event, that is a minimum 32 player event. And this is intended as a premium event. This is intended as a convention or a larger event format. This is not what you play on a Saturday night at your local event. This is not your league that you're running. Granted, you could. You totally could run this as league and you probably should. But this is uh not in any way, shape, or form supposed to be a replacement for standard play. However, with no repeating crisis, tactics cards, or characters, labeling each one of those rosters as one, two, and three, you play them in that order, and then in reverse. You play your first roster, your second roster, your third roster. Then for rounds four, five, and six, you play your third, your second, and your first roster. Then there's a top cut, and I think you start back over, going one, two, and three. Just for the record, I'm looking at it right now. It's one, two, three, one, two, three, three, two, one. Oh, correct. But yes, that's that's what it is. One, two, three, one, two, three, three, two, one. Uh, I really actually appreciate having a doctor on staff because I don't know if you guys have listened to the show before, but uh, I am unable to read. Sure. <laughs> Incapable and, and, and very unwilling. Listen, I'm 19 and I never <laughs> learned how to read. That's just what it is. That's true. You haven't been 19 in multiple decades. <coughs> um, more than one decade, but less than two decades. Lies. You're 53 years old. I saw your driver's dude, license. Dude, dude, dude. It's, it's a real ID. I can't drive either. I'm not supposed to. So it's not a driver's license. Um, sure. But anywho, a <coughs> lot, of, lot of strong emotions. I think we've all seen on the Facebook groups about this event. Maybe some basic misunderstanding of the premise of the event and how it is, in fact, a premier format and not, in fact, something that you're supposed to play on a daily basis. I think one comment I saw said, I only have nine of these 30 models. I guess I can't play MCP anymore. <laughs> Hot take. Um, but listen. Not at a premier event with the timeline format. As, as someone that also can't read, like I get it. Uh, there's a lot of hype around these things and a lot of people don't go through the, the full PDF and it's very reactionary. Um, but if you read these these documents, it's, it's outlined pretty clearly. Um, but yeah, so what was uh, both of yours kind of first response to to this document? Uh, so my very first question that I ask whenever anybody does something like this, 
whether it be AMG, GW, CB, uh, the American government, um, uh, you know, uh, Southern Baptist church, whatever, any of these things, whenever they do something, I always think to myself, what is the demographic that they're targeting? So I was originally pretty neutral about this. I saw everybody like gnashing their teeth online and I was just thinking like, you know, I'm sure whatever, it's not a big deal. It, just don't play it. If you don't like it, you know, whatever. So I going into this, when you told me to come on, I was like, I should probably know what I'm talking about so that when you make a mistake, I can inevitably fix it. Yeah. And I can honestly say that to answer those questions, I probably went from neutral to more. I don't think that this is something I personally would enjoy that much. Um, and then my, my thought is like the target demographic of this. I don't know who they're aiming this at because the people that I've heard complain, maybe not the loudest, but I would say maybe the most legitimately are the people who are more on the competitive side of the MCP world. So these are the people that probably own all of the stuff that they're asking for. So they might own most of the MCP range, but then the casual, it seems to be targeted at like the casual people because they're like, Oh, you could play with you. You know, you could play this thing with these models that you have or whatever. And so I feel like it's in this weird middle ground of they're trying to find casual players that just happen to have bought literally everything that's come out is like, if that's who they're targeting this for to me, I'm, Again, that's just an opinion, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, so I guess I don't necessarily agree with the, like, you've bought and everything, because the core box right, is a third of what you would need to bring. Like the, the but that's box. the thing. The, the current yeah. core box, because none of the old core boxes in here. Right, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, you don't have to go and be a player that has Sin and Viper, you know what I mean, to, to be able to play in this. It's, it's 30 models, right? Which is a core box for a third of it, and then a handful of other things. Affiliation boxes actually make that a lot more obtainable. And there's, I think, what what's the final count? Like seventy six or seventy two, as far as individual it's, models. It's something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And so, and to to say, will I be pulling my fingernails and toenails off because I'm not the biggest fan of the format? Yeah. I'm gonna do it right now, actually. <laughs> On camera. Hope you like screaming. No, but seriously, it's fine. Like, whatever. If you don't want to play it, don't play it. That's kind of my opinion of it. But I, it's not like it's. I don't feel like it's targeted at me at all. Hmm. So, well, what do, what do you think, think Tizzy? First sentence of the document it says right there. It's a competitive format, so it's it's for the people who want to go to bigger events and compete with like-minded people. Um, this format can help deal with problematic models and, and tactics cards that people don't like to see all the time in those big competitive uh, events. And I think that's who this is geared for. I don't think it's geared for a casual player at all. I think the casual player um, can still bring their Asgard or their convocation for whatever reason, if you'd want to. Um, and then they can still have a good time at any other event. I think this is specifically designed just for competitive play. I, I do think there, Dr. D hit a little bit of it on the head where it does, I think this is obtainable for newer or slightly casual players or people that maybe don't go to a lot of uh, either qualifiers or events on a regular basis. Um, because of some of the problematic models kind of being removed um, or, or cycled out, I think we've seen this in a lot of other games, right? Like... Um, 
I hate to use this example, but like World of Warcraft or Diablo has seasons now, right? Where there's kind of a, a theme or a list or a story or a narrative that's going to carry across six, nine months, maybe a year um, where things come in and out. I actually really kind of like that in this style of game. Um, granted, I've been out of like GW games for a little while. So that constant chase of like, well, what comes out next month is going to completely change the meta. I kind of like a more standardized, like for the next season, effectively, of this game, this is going to be the list that's run and it'll change next season. Um, I think it gives a little bit of kind of oomph for mastery over traditional competitive rosters. Um, and I think that's more important, right? Uh, we see a lot of people and I have a lot of conversations with people. It's like, well, I really want to do better with in humans, but I don't want to have to use cosmic ghost rider. Cause then I feel bad. Cause it's, it's a jerk model. A, a, a campaign like this lets you play the things that for the most part you might want to play without having to deal with some of the extremes and actually show mastery over the game across many affiliations instead of, well, I only run shield with Hulk because that's what I know. And that's the crutch I need. This is a crutchless competition, which I completely get makes it more competitive by default. But I also think that it seems somewhat obtainable because the people that I see excited about it are, in fact, not the highest end competitive people. They're like, oh, dope. I can run X-Men. I can run this thing that I like. I don't have to worry about running into a Hulk every game. I'm excited about this. I think this casts a wider net than people are giving it credit for. I mean, I think that is probably their intention, right? I do like to follow along with your story driven thing. If you look at the roster, it looks very um, like it's very skewed towards the, I don't think there's any cosmic. It's there's no Marvel cosmic character. Yeah. Right. It's everything on earth. Yep. So the story they're telling is, I don't know if there's something, there's, there's a, some mischief going on in on the planet earth, black Thanos, black Thanos man ain't showed up with his, with his goon squad yet. And maybe that'll be like next season or whatever, but you know, so it's funny. Cause I went into this thinking, uh, before I'd even looked at the care, I guess to kind of go into like roster building for it. Right. I guess if you want to quickly move into that, unless you want to talk about that later. I don't care. Okay, fine. I'll talk about it now. So, um, <laughs> gee, geez, what a host, what a, my ladies and gentlemen, pay tip your waiter on the way out. So he, um, when I was going into this, I was thinking, okay, Hey, what are three lists that I kind of want to think about playing? Right. So I put the, the, um, the handicap on myself that I was only going to take characters that I owned. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, cause like, obviously you can just, you could theoretically make any list you want if you have every model, but I was thinking how possible is it for a guy who literally has bought the things that he enjoys. Um, and he doesn't buy like literally everything. How possible it is it for someone like him to be able to play the new format without like going out and buying anything more, which is fine. If you got to go out and buy like a box or two, that's fine, whatever. Right. But if the, if you go into it and you feel like, Oh, I got to buy two affiliation boxes because I've only bought guardians and I've only bought black order and I've only bought, um, you know, whatever that was, isn't on the list yeah. or convocation. There's no convocation in there either. So you figure, let's just say those are the thing, the, the few things I've bought. Well, obviously I'm going to have a bad taste in my mouth. I don't care about this game mode, right? I'm going to get angry about it. I'm going to say AMG hates me or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And while they do, um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, but while it, but while I do, point? 
Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I don't think it's in doubt. So you're not buying all the models. I'm not, yeah, I'm not their target demographic. Um, it just happens to be that I do buy a lot of these things because I love like the New York stuff. That's like my favorite stuff, like you know, Spider-Man and Spider Foes and all you know that stuff and kind of like that and defenders. So I went into it and I thought, what three lists would I want to build? And my original thought was Spider Foes. Because I think, uh, I don't think the new ones are on there. So this is also something that I had noticed. The new Spider-Foes are not on the list, but the new X-Men are. Iceman and Kitty Pride, I think, are in there. Mm-hmm. And but when I look... Nightcrawler. Yes. And when you look at the Spider-Foes one, they're not. So I'm thinking maybe that's like a weird um, hidden nugget that that's when they're going to release. Like maybe the new uh, timeline event thing is going to open up before those guys come out or something i don't know but i thought that <clears throat> sorry i think i was i thought i was going to build spider foes i was going to build defenders and i was going to build black order because i hadn't really thought about the story thing because i wanted because i saw that you're not allowed to bring uh cause you're not allowed to bring gems and i was like oh i can play gemless black order i've been wanting to try them that'd be kind of a cool thing to try yeah. well you find out you can't even make it so now you have to do a quick pivot oh hey what can you like scramble together to make your third list and also like try and not have any crossover because at that point you're going to be a little, you know, you're, you're in trouble. So those are some of my first original thoughts, like going into the army construction part of it. So, and just in general, like talking to people about roster construction for this, I think that's actually one of the most interesting parts is where do you take those splashable characters? What is the affiliation where you are going to use some of them? Who do you hold back? Who do you not use at all because of tactics cards uh, and and what's available in there as well? Because it's a restrictive tactics cards list as well. I think choice of what you choose here is both, like I said, obtainable, but incredibly important as well. And I think it's kind of a broad base, but a high ceiling as far as those choices are. Because especially when you have, for instance, Web Warriors only having, what, six affiliated characters? Because yeah, there's tough. only one Spider-Man in there, and it's spectacular Spider-Man. Um, I think that's very interesting. Miles, Miles is in there. What are you talking about? That's another Spider-Man. Yeah, you're right. That's true. There's only and one to be honest, Parker. It's about six Web Warriors too many. <laughs> but you know, after the character card update, you know, I think Dare or Defenders and Daredevil. Holds a lot of stock in this. Uh, it's a character that doesn't get a whole lot of uh, splash play that can kind of lead his own thing, especially being the only Defenders leader with no Doctor Strange or any of the magical people. Uh, Spider foes as well, I think probably in a good spot. I'm a huge Criminal Syndicate player, so they're sitting real pretty in this particular one. And X-Men and Brotherhood also looking real good. X-Force, oddly enough, also looking very good. But if you're a Mutants player... You have a very important decision between who you're going to be bringing on X-Force and who you're going to be bringing on X-Men. If you decide to run both, I, I would think you're somewhat of a madman if you tried to do that. But it is doable. So here's the thing, right? Clear mutant favoritism yet again, as I will constantly <laughs> go over here. So let's just say you, right? Let's do a hypothetical. Let's just say there's somebody out there. His name is Tim, right? So Tim wants to build Dumb name just a, out of the gate. It's a, stu- yeah, it's judging pretty stupid. I can't believe it. T a M E. What a stupid name. Tam. Anyway. So Tam. So if you wanted to play criminal syndicate, but also spider foes, because those have crossover, you have to pick, Oh, Hey, who am I going to play as a spider phone? Who am I going to play as a criminal syndicate player? Because you lose access to a lot of 
like like an opportunity cost if you don't want to play Criminal Syndicate as like your second list as opposed to like Spider Foes as your first list or whatever. You so I, mean? I don't I don't feel that's a bug. I think that's a feature. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think this is designed to to show that you can play three completely different lists without a lot of crossover in them. Um, because if you're playing, you know, if it was three lists and you could have crossover, you end up using the same six models because you're very familiar with them. I think this is intentionally designed to get away from that. Yeah. Well, and when you when you, you know, consume media or you hear people talk about the rosters, especially at competitive events, right, they have a core. I think it's rather uninspiring and uninteresting if someone's like, I always take the same 15 threat. And then depending on if it's 17, 18 or 19, I add this character, that character or this character. And that is the only variation in my roster. That's so insanely boring to me. I understand. You see that a lot in splashable characters too, right? Yeah. You see the same two or three splash characters in every list, you know, Um, and this, this makes people, uh, reevaluate that. And I, I, I think it's very interesting. I mix. I think it's a great idea. Like I said, I think it's a very interesting idea. It just presents a lot of, uh, complications to it. It put a, a very lot. large percentage of the audience. Presents, Not if you don't own everything. It presents <laughs> a lot duh. of challenges that could be turned into opportunities. Wow. Right. That's so philosophical of you. Mm-hmm. That was the tagline re- for Prudential. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Right? That makes Coming sense. from someone who can't read, that was that was profound. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I think very specifically, like we said with mutants, like Dylan said with spider foes and, and criminal syndicate, you know, I think this should intentionally break people out of their comfort zone a little bit. If you're used to playing, well, I play a lot of spider foes and criminal syndicate personally because there's a lot of bleed over and it's just the leader. Who am I going to have that week leading it? Uh, the yeah. leaders are restricted. Most affiliations only having one. And usually, uh, as far as I'm aware, there's there's only one version of any one character in this format as well. There's there's three Steves, but only first Avenger is available. Same with Red Skull. Um, yep. So I guess for a lot of people, you know, uh, Dylan, I know you're a huge mutant player. Um, Tisdale, huge. I know you really love huge. a kind of street level Spider-Man, Black Cat, that kind of whole deal. Um, I will turn this off right now. <laughs> as far I will as, turn the internet off right now. With with the rosters that you guys, I have the switch right here. <laughs> with the rosters that you guys prepared for today, um, I'm assuming that there's some easy things that you guys cleave to regularly. Um, how did you fill in the rest? And did you feel like your decisions were pretty heavily altered based off of your favored affiliation? Did you dump more of the kind of the resources that are available into that one you really like, or did you spread that out a little bit more? So um, actually to, to kind of go off of what I was saying before, I still went defenders. Cause obviously I don't know if anybody knows this. I like daredevil. Um, if anybody had any awareness of that. Uh, so that one was pretty easy. That was oh, obviously so many gifts. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a pretty easy like one for me. The Spider-Fo one, the, the roster of it contains all the characters that you'd probably want to bring with Spider-Fo's anyway. So that one was pretty easy. I actually switched the Black Order thing to A-Force because I felt like that was the one that gave um, probably the most leeway because I, from what, this is kind of something that I approached uh, mentality wise where it's probably going to be the case of where you need to pick maybe like two villains and or and a hero faction or like the other way around where you're gonna have to pick two villains and here whatever um just in order to have like a more like a wider birth of 
uh, characters because most of the time you're going to want to run mostly affiliated characters mm-hmm. um, just to get just, you know, obviously just to kind of make sure you stay in affiliation. Uh, so I would say I can't really answer the question how like in a way I'd really like to because I felt like the way you have to do this, uh, like, let's just say you use one of the online uh, list building websites because they haven't like created a specific screen on it. That's just like, Oh, Hey, here, here's all the stuff in the timeline, which if they did, that'd be very helpful. I'm it. sure that's um, something that would at some point, yeah. obviously. So the big issue I had was I'm, <laughs> this is going to sound kind of pretentious. I'm a man who works 40 hours a week, who comes home, cries in the shower and has to go to bed at, at some point in order to go to work the next day to do it all over again. The amount of time it was taking me to build three rosters while also cross-referencing with the list took a really long time. And Hmm. it wasn't, uh, I mean, there's no way for AMG to like make it any smoother, right? They did exactly what they needed to, but the process of it is kind of, I want to say, it's not tedious per se. It's kind of cumbersome. So in the amount of time that I've had, which is about a day, I, I was working on it pretty solidly for about a day because I didn't know I, I didn't know this is what we were going to talk about today. Spoiler I mean, alert. I did send you the link for it, I think, like seven hours ago. Right. So I have three lists, but they're not done. And the point I'm getting to is that it takes um, it, it's definitely like a time consuming process in order to be like, oh, hey, I need to build essentially a um, that world event that just happened. Uh what is it? What's it? the WTC? WTC? So I have to build essentially a WTC team for yourself and like for myself by myself. And I think I can't give a great answer on that because I don't think that a single day of pounding away at it is enough. That's probably valid. Uh, legitimately. Tisdale, how about you? Um, I haven't approached the tactics card aspect of it yet. Um, because my I, what I wanted to do was put all my tactics cards in a separate section of their binder for the timeline to where I could go through and start pulling things out because uh, I'm an old man. So I do things kind of manually a lot of times. So I'll go through my cards or my character cards uh, just physically. I, I prefer to do it that way. This may so I'm, you, gonna... I'm the same. I pull it out of a deck box and I go through when I'm making my roster as far as tactics cards. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, all, all mine are, you know, alphabetical by faction. The factions are alphabetical. I can find everything very easily. Um, so I do everything physically anyway. So I was going to move all these tactics cards to a different section of my binder. That way I could just move them out and say, OK, I'm, I'm going to take I like these 30. Let's see how they can go into these lists. Um I I do it's it's an aspect of it I didn't quite think about but it is going to be a little cumbersome to make lists for this uh format currently and I think that the people that want to play in this are going to have to keep that in mind and it's going to take them a little longer they can't just take the list that they were playing you know at their local store last week and take right. it to one of these events it's going to take a little bit more preparation to take care of it which in itself is not a bad thing it's just it is definitely a feature of this format yeah so i i and to to preview off of what you guys are saying since you're old and i have to like speak louder and repeat myself um you uh when you do this i honestly think the best way to do it is clear your living room put all the cards that are 
like available to you and literally just make like three stacks just so you know you exactly like where each card is so you don't do any crossover i'll i'll be honest you know i i am very lucky in that i get to play weekly right um when i am choosing tactics cards as far as this format goes i'm just looking at this list and i normally first pick the affiliation tactics cards that i'm going to use right and because they're listed rather straightforwardly i'm like if i'm playing x-men i'm just going to go to the x-men section and i know i'm going to take probably well granted I, there's the bad example because there's the addition of the uh a shadow king and um professor x cards but with criminal syndicate i know the the ones that i normally like right i like shadow organization i like all according to plan um i'm gonna pick those there's two then out of the unaffiliated ones usually you know, you got Magneto, you know, you're taking magnetic refraction. You have a couple of those character cards that, you know, are kind of like stapled to that character. Make sure they're still there. Add them in. Then you're filling in with some of those other cards, your disarms, your one, two punches, your patch ups, your brace for impacts, your escort. No, no, no. You don't need to bring, bring brace anymore. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, uh, your mind games, because I love Modoc and I will always have mind games in uh, a roster with him fastball special like i i don't think the tactics i think the tactics card aspect could seem daunting but it, i guess it all depends on how you're used to creating your your roster i'm used to taking as many affiliated cards as i can and then filling in with some of those other cards and the restricted cards um and i think with the pdf just being like okay i have these five to choose from i like these three that's done moving on to the next section grabbing the character specific cards then filling in the generics and then there's the issue, right? Because what is the one thing that defenders don't have? It's cards. They don't have affiliated cards. So you have to essentially build an entire roster of character cards, and you have to hope that the affiliation has enough characters that have character cards to bring. Uh, listen, that's a feature of defenders. They are a ragtag group of you know street-level plus magic uh -huh. users that yeah. uh -huh. have to rely on themselves. They don't There's no get magic to rely right now. Because you're not allowed to bring those, but please, please continue. There's magic in defenders. Where? Let me scroll I mean, back. Daredevil to that list. pretty magical. He is a magic man, that's for sure. And if you use Iron, Iron Fist, Fist as a source of magic, no, 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 I got it. Yeah, you first. already know no, what you're no. going to say. That is a natural force because he takes that power from a dragon. Okay, Electra has ancient blades that are mystic. Okay, that's fair. That does have some magic in it. Wolverine is magical because people still tolerate him as a character. It's true. So listen, he's got magic bones. He does have magic bones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, yeah, but the point I'm getting to is that I think obviously the distribution of each affiliation is not equal. I well, mean, look, and again, they took that, deception out of this format, which <laughs> trash. This whole format's trash. Yeah, I, it's all trash. I was very upset when I first saw it. <laughs> but asteroid M is still there, so I I can live with it. I'm not sure. happy, but I'll live with it. Because Spider Foes only have two cards. No one cares. That's fair. I don't care either. That's what makes them different, right? I mean, yeah. really, legitimately, sure. at the end of the day, not these aren't equal. That that is that is a fact. But that is so very when the super when the super competitive people come in here and they want to knock over all the tables and push over everybody's trash cans, they're gonna pick. 
they're going to mathematician the three best lists and they're going to be the ones you see. And it's going to be the same exact problem that you have in regular uh, MCP because they're going to be like, Oh, we have these characters. This is the best matchup. I'm not sure that's accurate because it seems to me, and, and I haven't dove into the data super deeply yet, but it seems to me that the rosters that have more characters available to them have less tactics cards like there's i i believe there's only two brotherhood cards out there that for and and i think they have 10 or 11 characters so i i don't know if it's it was intentionally limited because they have more options than a lot of uh a lot of other factions sure but that may be something that we don't know was taken into consideration that they did. That's actually a great observation. I didn't notice that. Cabal, Avengers, and Brotherhood, all and Spider-Foes, all have two to three tactics cards at most. Criminal Syndicate, Wakanda being one of the more restrictive ones as far as uh, roster um, selection has a decent list. Hydra as well. Sentinels. Field. Sentinels has more tactics cards than characters that are affiliated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. But no, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. And defenders, they don't have any specific cards, do they? For any they characters have, that are in this format, they have not in this format. No. Yeah, they have a they have a Doctor Strange one, don't they? Yeah, it's the the portal yeah, ones that they portals. neutered. So I I think unfortunately for them, and I love me some defenders. Uh, I think it's just uh, unfortunate that they don't have cards right now. But I yeah. but when I was looking over it briefly, I think that's one of the adjustments they did. If you have a bigger roster, you get fewer cards to choose from. If you have a smaller roster like Wakanda, you get every card you can to help you out there. And you can certainly point out each individual affiliation. Well, this one has this and this one has that. But I mean, when you're thinking about the larger affiliations, Avengers, Cabal, Brotherhood. um, Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty spot on. I do think that it really, maybe Hydra to some extent, I don't know the Hydra cards especially well, but I think Anybody that's really thinking about this on a competitive level, I would say shield is almost a requirement since a lot of their cards are restricted cards, but not restricted. Mm-hmm. So that could actually help you with list building in your other, your other two rosters because well, you have a pretty solid shield list. One of the problems with that is you don't have Nick, either Nick Fury. That's true. Oh, that's true. Excellent actually. in shield. I don't oh, know that only... an invincible Iron Man shield is on the level yeah. of that Nick Fury junior and senior shield. That's actually a great point. So you, they get a lot of cool cards, but that faction kind of needs it at that point. That's fair. Well, yeah, and they're missing a lot of they have a lot and of they also, they're if, missing some of a lot. Like a, one of the big cool things about Shield is that they have so many threes, right? And a and a and a two or two. Uh they are not in that format. Uh, if I recall correctly, Captain Shield as well. Don't they share a bunch of characters with like Avengers and uh, the Spider People? Uh, in this in this case, uh, not a ton. I mean, She Hulk. That's why. That's why I'm kind of saying that you need like two villain and then one hero, or two hero and one villain type lists, because I think the overlap is going to start coming to like catch you near the end of it. When, I, have three, I have three. I have three hero lists, and I it was very easy for me to do. Yeah, but you didn't do the cards. Yeah, but I don't care about the cards. That's well, fair. One of his good guy lists is Brotherhood, which has magnetic yeah, refraction and a bunch of Magneto cards. And Okay, let me rephrase what I said. <laughs> Two lists about characters I care about, and then one list of some mutant people. And then, Aren't boom, you a big Magneto fan? I thought you were. A big what? Magneto fan. 
Don't well, you have that Magneto helmet? Yeah, I thought you did. I sure, I sure don't. I think he's right, but I mean, it doesn't mean I'm a big fan of his. Hmm. I'll take that. Um, so will I. But no, I, so, you know, and I am a big mutant fan and I, between Uncanny X-Men and X-Force, I'm like, I would really like to run both of these. And I, I think you can, but it, it certainly gets restrictive very quickly as far as the, uh, the characters that you're fleshing out the rest of your roster with. Um, honey, you Pitcher. have to make some decisions. Yeah. And I think that that is what makes this interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, so Dylan, you've kind of said shield as kind of one of the things that you think is kind of going to be prevalent and that you almost have to take, uh, Mike, was there an affiliation that you really thought is going to be kind of standard for a lot of, uh, roster building? So it's hard to not say Avengers, is, I, I think a little I, bit. I'm not going to say Avengers. This is going to be very self-serving for me to say, but I honestly think that Brotherhood is going to be a list you're going to see a ton. They, they're the characters that are very powerful in Brotherhood. You don't usually flex anywhere else. You don't usually flex a Magneto or a Juggernaut or a Mystique too many other places. And Brotherhood has exactly 10 models. So that's one list. I will say they have a lot of cards. Roster is very much a complete list. Like you're good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. um, So all the bribes have paid off. I'm very happy with it. (laughs) Um, They, uh, although I don't have Scarlet Witch, which is very frustrating because I'd like to have Scarlet Witch. Don't have her, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, but Magneto has a couple cards that can go in your tactics and the Brotherhood's car- Brotherhood cards you're not going to use anywhere else. So they have a bunch of self-contained things in their list that I think makes list building a little easier. And as Dr. D will agree with me with, the more Magneto you see at an event, the better. So yeah, I'm, totally. I'm very excited to see that he'll probably be in a lot of rosters. Yeah, really I would. You know what? Cage and took a ball. Finally, um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Forever, but I'm gonna rate Tizzy's opinion on that as good over very. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great opinion. Actually, that's a. I. That's actually a very astute uh, observation. I think he's absolutely on the right. Absolutely on the money on that one. Um. So, to both of your credits, uh, Brotherhood, Shield, and Hydra all have a very easy, complete ten roster as. The characters that are available in the format, whether you want to be really using Viper or in there or not. But uh, I think Avengers are going to be very, very popular in this format. Yeah. And the problem, if you're running shield, you're going to want to take a lot of those characters in like Avengers. And that's going to be problematic. Also, I don't know why, but people love Spider-Man. You're going to see a lot of Web Warriors because I think that list is really good. And S.H.I.E.L.D. has a couple of those in in their list as well. Don't they have Peter Parker and uh, Spider-Woman? Are those the two in there? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you're going to want to take those in Web Warriors. So I think S.H.I.E.L.D. will suffer from that a little bit. I'm actually very curious about Web Warriors not having kind of one of the old standbys, which is Ghost Spider, available to them. I, I feel like Ghost Spider was really such a integral part of at least in the early 2023 uh, Web Warriors gameplay, that not having her is actually very interesting to me. Though Spectacular Spider-Man can kind of somewhat fill some of the same uh, functions that she was performing. So let me me kind of approach it from a different angle, right? So when you think about what each of the affiliations tends to specialize in, because you have like your attrition and your objective-based teams... Mm -hmm. 
I do agree. I think that Web Warriors and Shield are going to have a lot of crossover because they both tend to tend to be more objective focused than actually attrition. I th- I think a hundred percent you're only going to be able to bring one or one or the other. It'd probably be really hard because if you also consider the thing I didn't even consider, which is that you can only take each crisis once. Mm. That yeah. is incredibly butts. <laughs> to put it mildly, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I use that language on the on the internet. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll bleep it out. But Make sure to put a dollar in the swear jar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think between those two teams, just based on the rosters, I think, and I agree, Tizzy, if people were playing for the things that they enjoyed, I probably would agree that you'd see a lot of web warriors, but are there people that are going to play? We don't even know who's going to play this, right? That demographic question is still up in the air, at least as far as I'm concerned. Is it going to be the people that play what they like, or is it going to be the competitive people that want to play the thing that's good and they're going to pick shield over web warriors because it's just better? So I can't believe I'm going to say this on the internet, but do you not think that that uh, six model web warrior list is good? I think it's a really good core. For yeah, it's I've, Venom's kind of like not really a web warrior when you think about it. I honestly, I've never seen him in a, and I don't play a lot of competitive events anymore, but I don't think I've ever seen Venom in a web warriors list that was trying to win. Well, at least again, that without, I've without seen. Without Ghost Spider being able to have the the polls, I think is very important. That's I think, true. I think it's Does Venom have a poll as player. well? What's that? But again, can Venom pull? Doesn't Venom have a pull? I yeah, thought Venom does have yeah. That's what I was saying. Like similar to yeah. Ghost Spider, like. But but that's actually an interesting question, right? Is that going to be good enough to make up for the lack of Ghost Spider? Because now you're paying an extra threat, mm-hmm. and you figure in that list, um, you have a lot of threes. There's two. There's four fours, and oh, I'm sorry. There's three fours and three threes. I mean, that's a pretty good spread. Yeah. And that's, awesome. yeah, I think it's a really, really good spread. And I think you pay an extra point for Venom to be able to pull people in. And it's not quite as good as Ghost Spiders, obviously. But, I mean, sure. but you get a much more survivable character. Actually, and to even add on to that thought process, there is no Guardians. So that means that this format could be fun, uh, which yeah. means that characters like Venom can actually survive. <laughs> I mean, you're. I mean, right. I, I think that's another reason Venom stock kind of rises a little bit. Sure. Also, looking at the two rosters between Shield and Web Warriors, I don't think running Web Warriors and Shield is really that bad. The only things you're removing from Shield are Spider Woman and Peter Parker. That's it. The rest of the which I think you can there. do. Yeah, that's yeah, I think you're you, not, you can. You see, but the problem is, is options. I think it's going to be the crisis cards that get you, since mm. they both are probably maybe slightly more on the objective side. Correct. Yeah, they, they're I, neither of those lists are beater lists. Well, I do think that so. Like that's an attrition list. You're nuking down people. Granted, that's with Nick Fury, right? So maybe with Iron Man, it's it's a different what. Yeah, has anyone played an Invincible Iron Man shield leader? I was about to like, say, Invincible Iron Man is probably the attrition leader, but I don't really, I don't see people bringing him well, over Fury. I, listen, I, I, so I'll say, like in this so, format, since, since the character card update and since the core box released, the, I, the only, I've seen two shield players. I ran one event. Both shield players were running Iron Man. Were they really? That okay. They, that, really? That it That's very fascinating. Much impacted how they were playing, and they weren't running Fury as much. How did the, how did they play? The and I I would still I would still choose Nick Fury. Yeah. Um, the 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 gentleman uh, Roland uh, Paperman. I'll I'll shout him out. Very just as as because we've been running the PCN Heroes of the Hobby thing. Um, very in, incredibly talented player. Very good. Qualifies has qualified multiple times at some of our events. Um, very good player. Also, when he's like way ahead, slows down and teaches the other person the game, like just a real class act. Um, 
That's a hero. And was running yeah. Invincible Iron Man at uh, the art store event that we ran. And like how I said, he... there was a new, pl- uh, he was like third. Okay. So he did pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that was but, most it would be interesting to ask him, hey, if you were going to a competitive event, would you uh, yeah, would you like it like a timeline event? Yeah. Would you choose Nick Fury or Iron Man if you could? I wonder which one he would choose. Like, did he bring Iron Man because he's already qualified and he wanted to try something out? Sure. You know, um, that that's another aspect of it. Oh, and you know what? Just a full disclosure. Yes, he did get third. Um he was just tiebreakers off. I'm getting second. Um, it was an affiliation battle. Uh, I forgot to mention that. That's but. true. Well, Nick Fury's still affiliated. Right. But I'm saying as far as bringing other S.H.I.E.L.D. members um, to that instead of some of the splashes that, that might be seen in the S.H.I.E.L.D. list. Um, but yeah, he ran Iron Man a lot. That reroll is impactful. Yeah. It's just, it's so strange that they went back to and this is a discussion for another thing, but it's weird that they went back to leaderships that where you pay power. It seemed like they were trying to get away from that because mm. they did it with the spider foes one, right? Cause originally you had to pay a power to reroll the other person's dice and it's kind of similar, but it's strange that they went back to spending power. Yeah. Well, I, I, th- I think it's a, it's a, it's a concise thing, right? So the more specific it is, the less it should cost because Iron Man's can reroll defense dice, attack dice and dodge. dice. It has an associated cost. Um, spider foes can only reroll defense dice when they're attacking and it's only, you know, one. So removing oh, that makes yeah. a lot of sense, right? That's it's true. a function over form. I was thinking it was just attack rolls. No, it's it's attack, yeah, defend and, and dodge. dodge. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that yeah, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I I think um, if AMG's goal was to get people to discuss things, I think they did it. I think the show is a good microcosm of I'm sure the discussions that are happening to anybody that didn't uh, literally pull their brain out when they were pulling on their hair. <laughs> But how, I mean, it's a lot easier than were. reading the document, to be fair, because That's your true. hair is super accessible. <laughs> That's really true. Um, uh, one thing that, <laughs> correct. I, I pulled out my beard. That's why it's all patchy on this side. Um, I pulled out my my head hair a long time ago over a hero click. So like that's that's its own deal. But hero clicks. <laughs> But one thing that I'm actually very excited about about this format is Winter Guard actually looks pretty good. You know, if you neuter literally every affiliation in the game, you're right. Winter Guard does start to look really good. <laughs> you're right, Tim. I don't think most are neutered. Uh, to your, you know, to your statement earlier, I think X Men are looking pretty fly. Um, X Force. It just Hydra. occurred to me as well. Uh, Brotherhood's looking really good as well. That's so weird. Mm. I feel like how strange. That's a fresh take. Wow, this is such a shocking thing to me. <laughs> Also, it includes all the new characters that are coming out for X-Men. More mutants are being released. I mean, the only one that got... I'm shocked. For X-Men, yes. For Brotherhood, it's just Shadow King. That's the only... Mutants make money, baby. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. But what do you you want to see released? (laughs) Well, I want to see the the Spider-Foes. I've been bleeding from the eyes to be released uh, at least they're at least they're at well, least acknowledging that they're, they're coming on out their way let's let's That's be fair too fun. so we've already seen updates to this list granted some were changes there was a couple of removals and a couple of affiliation swaps but between now and adepticon which is where this is intended to premiere we are going to see a lot of other releases and we could see changes to this document it's 
Ooh. five months away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but they're not going to release anything. I don't. I don't think they're going to release anything for November. I don't think they're going to release anything for December. So you have three well, for the end of the year. They, they were very clear at Mini Stravaganza, but yeah, they're not releasing anything throughout the end yeah. of the year. But every every release they talked about at Mini Stravaganza, they said was going to be in time for Adepticon. The new Thor stuff, like okay, my understanding is like all of it was like okay. Q1. That's cool. I'm probably well, if that's the case. I'm that's probably cool. blending some of that together in my head because they announced a lot of stuff in a Mistravaganza. But my understanding was like, this is what's coming out the first quarter of the year, and it seemed aggressive because it's so. Like I mean, fifty miles. to me, to me, past behavior is always the best like mm. indicator of that's of fair. future behavior, right? So like for the past couple months, they've been doing like one box release between MCP and Shatterpoint. A shadow point just come out, yada yada. You know, we all know that. But yeah. is, are they going to keep? Is the first quarter going to be just all the MCP stuff, and they're just not going to release any shadow point? Are they going to release it all at once? Like we obviously we don't know. Yeah, and there's a ton of now. There's a ton of models announced for both games, right? So yeah. I don't know. Am I going to be able to play Ewoks in timeline event? Yes. AMG, please tell me. Yes, guaranteed, confirmed. Oh, Dan my. told me he wrote it down on a piece of paper. Ewoks oh and Genotions, oddly enough. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> Gnarly. I know R2-D2 is Brotherhood affiliated, but... I knew it. Well, I mean... We gotta have an a tr- affiliated trash can to throw. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But, uh, but no, so, so what Spider-Man's were... Spider-Man's not made of metal. So I don't, I don't know if I got an answer from both of you. So what were your three affiliations what were your three rosters i told you i said um defenders uh i'm blanking out uh defenders the spider foes and uh i did a force but thinking on it more oh, and more right. i think I'd, i probably would do shield okay because i do own assumption i would actually have the buy. like i said i limited myself and then the very first thing i did is i built the spider foes list where i brought the new doc Ock, who i don't own so i'm a i'm a hypocrite i'm sorry <laughs> But okay, so A Force or Shield. So I would probably I would do a hard switch to Shield, thinking about it more and more. So I would do Shield, Spider Foes, and uh, Defenders. And from from your critical lens, what do you think you're going to be running up against on a regular basis? Like, what do you think the the mutants? But like, you can't run three rosters of mutants. Watch me. (laughs) (laughs) And and I guess maybe you could. I mean, the the X Force Brotherhood X Men. Yeah, X Force, X Force, and X Men rely a lot on each other, though. Like I rely on you. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Don't fire me. I need this job. I can't go back to digging ditches, please. So, so Tisdale, <laughs> yours is I'm assuming Brotherhood. You're what a question! Buoyant. That was an impressive call. Listen, yeah. I, I was scratching lottery tickets earlier today, and I was like, you know, what? I'm just gonna throw a wild card out there and hope it sticks. You should talk to a financial advisor. Those lottery tickets are not a wise investment. Oh, that's actually fair. My financial advisor actually gets real mad at me when I bring those in. But I was like, <laughs> I does. bought, but I want, but I want a free lottery ticket. That's like free money. It's like I didn't even pay yeah. for it. It's true. Did you steal it? No. <laughs> oh, okay. You can't steal that's lottery tickets. It's against the law. I, oh. th- I, I think <laughs> that's true. I, did, I haven't looked at the, the law book in a long time. Yeah. Well, the, the lottery law, tickets the, the are designed to steal money book. from you, not you steal the lottery tickets from the government. Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's out somewhere in the wash. Just steal it. You know, it's fine. 
Uh, Brotherhood, my favorite faction. I do think they're uh, pretty good in this format as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of their stuff doesn't rely on anything else. And I would run... I think the affiliation battle is like the pure way to play this game. I think it's cool yeah. to have a full I roster completely. that's yeah. affiliated. So the Brotherhood roster would be completely affiliated. Um, I like Defenders because much like the Doctor, my best friend, I love Daredevil. Yeah. So I have a kind of Defenders and X-Force uh, hybrid list that I would play. <laughs> and then the fourth one or the third one is just boring because I love Captain America. And I would play Avengers just to play that Captain America model because yeah. it's cool. Yeah. So I, I'm very fortunate with this list that I'm in, in a very target rich environment. Uh, a lot of the affiliations I cleave to criminal syndicate, spider foes, Hydra, Sentinels and uh, mutants are all. Please, please tell me you brought Sentinels. Uh, you know, I did. You know, I did. Um, and that was actually one of the reasons I didn't include an Avengers roster because I have there's only three affiliated models for Sentinels now that Cassandra Nova has been removed uh, from the Sentinels uh, section. So, by the way, thank goodness, right? No. I, could, I was I was kind of panicking. I was like, oh, oh my goodness, Sentinels might be playable. Oh, she, oh thank God. They now, granted, it. she's in my Sentinels roster, but she is no longer affiliated. Um, but that's also why I didn't end up taking an Avengers list uh, because I pretty much filled it in with uh, some stuff from there. But um, my, and it's difficult. I, I keep waffling back and forth between uncanny X-Men and X-Force, but it's criminal syndicate, Hydra Sentinels um, or X-Men or X-Force. That's like 13. Picks. Yeah, I know. I have a hard time. The deciding only one you didn't take was brotherhood. Yeah, right. Well, Which is the best faction I kind of decided. So well, empirical data shows that they're the best faction. I am I am not a Brotherhood player. I really like Brotherhood and I really like the characters in it. It is not my play style. What fun? Uh no, you, I feel like with Brotherhood you are you should be doing the things that you're supposed to do. And uh I don't know if, if you guys have ever played MCP against me, but I just show up and wing it and Guardians isn't here. And uh, Brotherhood is not one to wing it with. You need oh, to they make wing sure your magnetic refraction is up. All over that board. Correct. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. uh, I show up. And, and it's force. real fun to throw dumpsters and garbage trucks and everything. It very much is. Just, um, it's fun to look at your opponent and take say, roll defense against five. I didn't have to roll for it. Feels good. Yeah. It it really does. It feels fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, quick quick aside. Uh, this past week on oh yeah the power phase, I played against Alyssa. She was playing um, Inhumans, and I was playing uh, a roster that I really want to tune up a little more. That's all about um, having Red Skull and Modok throw Ultron drones in front of themselves to bodyguard for them, and it's super fun because then they explode, and then you throw something, and they come back, and you effectively force them to actually attack drones before attacking your priority targets. Um, it does sound kind of fun. It, it, it very much is. Um, but something that happened to Ultron is he got one shot by a Miss Marvel who used smash on a cement mixer. She went. Feel, I bet it feels great. She biggened, like, smashed that cement mixer, and then threw buckets of dice at me and had all sorts of re rolls. And I, it was disgusting. And 
metal tyrant Ultron got wiped off the face of the earth. I think Miss Marvel's really an under a slept on. Model. I, I'm so glad that happened to you, Tim. After seeing that, I thought the same thing. But Miss Marvel's not in this format at all, I believe. Correct? Uh, correct. No, she'd be. She's not a web warrior, right? She's only in humans and Avengers. She Avenger. I assumed she was would be an Avenger, but no, oh, whatever. Yeah. Right now, she's dead to me. So. Let's keep going. <laughs> Leave the corpse by the side of the road, Tim. Let's go. So uh, I guess as far as the things that are heavily in the middle, and I actually didn't uh, check in on this at all. Wakanda only using the new models as far as Killmonger. Oh, does that the warrior fall? Yeah. I'm, I'm, as far as uh, leadership goes. So it's Mbaku, oh, yeah. King T'Challa and Killmonger, Usurper, Okoye oh, yeah. and Shuri. This warrior fall. Well, didn't they only have one leader? Didn't they only have uh, Black Panther? Previously, yes. Uh, Mbaku. Just the chunk was the original one, and then Mbaku came out a couple months ago. Yeah. Something like that. Well, yeah, but they still have him, right? Yeah. Yeah. They just don't have the original Black Panther. Yeah, because there's only one in each timeline. Right. Yes. So we end up a firm release date on on the, the new Wakanda stuff. So them being in there. Just we hadn't talked about it. That's all. Because the core box is out, right? The new core box. So all of the Avengers, your Captain Americas, your Iron Man, your Captain Marvels, Spider-Man, like this, all the, the new core box version of those in this format. But we just on the side it. of the road. Keep walking. Don't look at it. Yeah. Just hadn't talked about it's right the, there. It's, it's well, rotting. Just don't look at it. Well, has, has that uh, has that set come out? No. Nope. Mm. Which, you know, it's. It's um. There's no Logan in this, right? I don't think any of the other. Well, I guess the Spider-Man one was more for fun, but the. Uh, I guess this is the one that's probably the most expensive thing on this list. Well, that, because there's no X or uh, Weapon X. Yeah, because none of the Weapon X characters are in it, and the Spider-Man. So actually, Spider-Man and Doc Ock aren't in it either. So, it's interesting that Wakanda is. They have to buy that box in order to probably even like play this format. Obviously, I doubt that was intentional by any means, but, you know, that's kind of that's kind of poopy that they got to go through that. Well, it's one of those things, right? Release date and supply chain stuff like this is intended to, you know, once again, premiere in March at at Adepticon. So um, I think obviously the intent is that these models will be out by then. uh, And then that format will last probably for a year or six months or something along those lines. So while it will be, I believe they said it's supposed to be a year. It's supposed to be on a one year cycle. Yeah. So and when was this was technically announced when Friday. So, oh, so it actually has been that soon. So I get, yeah. And it's supposed to premiere at Adepticon. So each Adepticon is going to be a different, like different timeline, I guess is the, the like hypothetical. That, that seems to yes. be the, t- the timing of it. So that'll be, so Adepticon will be the kickoff to the worlds for Legion. And right. it'll also it'll start that season and then it'll start the timeline season for uh, MCP. That makes sense. OK, so I'm assuming that the next one will probably be more cosmic. Yeah, I would imagine or we go to space and it'll be convocation. I hope it's and, more mutants, to be honest. So like all mutant lists. So legitimately thinking about literally this, just every mutant about this format going forward. I mean, because there are, in fact, so many mutants. Do you see timeline events 
not having X-Men and Brotherhood in it. I doubt it. I I don't think so, but like if you notice in the in the X-Men list, there's no storm. Mm-hmm. So you can rotate the X-Men and and keep it fresh for the for the format. I yeah. think Brotherhood's a little a little harder. They don't have the number of models. Um but definitely X-Men, you could rotate a bunch of models. And and you know what? It would be interesting. Maybe we have a more cosmic themed uh timeline event next year in 2025. Mm-hmm. It'll and be there um, are no X Men. There are it, it, there is no X Force or Brotherhood or you know Wakanda or anything like that. And we yeah. get Comic some of the other factions and, and in yeah and Guardians, Black Order. I mean five right there. Uh, you know what I mean? Like so, it's there. There are no shortage of ways to mix this up. I think there will always be Avengers and Cabal. Mm-hmm. I think everything else is going to be in flux. Yeah. But you could do cosmic brotherhood by bringing on that one character um, that takes over from Magneto for a while when he betrays him, like in the cartoon. And you have like one of the worst voice acting I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life, like Lo- Lopez or whatever his name was. No, Zorn. I don't remember his name. No, I wasn't. Zorn. I don't remember his name, but uh, I just always remember how bad his voice was. Yeah. Um, I mean, like X-Force being able to swap for Weapon X seems like an easy rotation, right? Um, Correct. Oh, and Midnight Suns completely forgot about those guys. Yep, they're not in there. Unfortunately, we'll probably always have Web Warriors in this format as well. <laughs> AP gets around. Yeah, like, like uh, honestly, I mean, the everybody on Earth is a good like starting point. I would really like to see like, oh, X Men versus Avengers, or maybe like you know some kind of like uh, like comic book event tie in. Because they can't pull from the movies, but they can pull from the books. Correct. I believe, right? So when they, I mean, it's not like Marvel has any shortage of comic events, right? They just pick a major one and be like, oh, hey, it's Civil War or whatever, right? And then maybe even in the future, they could have, oh, your team, uh, uh, what the heck were they fighting over in Civil War? The the law and the not law thing. So Accords. Well, that was in the movie. Was that what oh, the, it was in the in the in the book? The registration act. It was yeah, the registration, yeah, the registration act. So like, even if you did like kind of like how they do with their uh, the little events, like the wedding, you could be like, oh, your team registration, and you get like a thing or whatever. Like that's actually a really good. So like being able to model it off events like Civil War, where you have Avengers potentially split across two new affiliations or right. kind of remixes and reduxes. X Men versus Avenger, another great uh, comic story that they could do a lot with, especially with some of the new mutants and stuff coming out. Um, yep. Secret Wars uh battle world you know and yep. there's there's a lot that they could pull from um and have a nice fresh kind of organization of characters and particular affiliations i i actually very excited to see how this evolves into potentially those types of things i think that that would probably tickle the the toes of any person that was looking for more of Again, like, what's the demographic? If they were going for the, like, oh, the more, like, less uh, teeth-grinding competitive people, maybe they would really enjoy a more, like, competitive narrative event, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, this could easily... That seems to kind of, like, be what they're going for yeah, here. This does seem competitive narrative. Yeah. I Correct. Think that's, you could yeah. say it's professionally you casual. Yes! You, you know can. what? You could say that. Man, I should probably sue somebody. But... <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I'll send Dan after him. I'm sure he'll... Right, a wander over there. Get traffic, you yeah. know it. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, that's, it's going to the risk this he's worth it, but like, it's, I get it. <laughs> but I think that I, that'd be cool if AMG moved more in that direction where it's like, they, they want it to be more fun, but not necessarily like, yeah, we like, yeah, we can't do this in our main event. Like, this is the format where you can have Laffy Taffy AMG being like, oh, look at all the fun things we can do. Hooray. But as opposed to just making it like another tournament format that the tournament people don't seem to like. There are other formats where you can have a lot of fun. Oh, for sure. But are, but are any of those like officially recognized by AMG is the problem. I don't think so. Uh, they ran what ifs at uh, Gen Con. That's fair. Okay, there you go. I'll just shut up. I'm going to go in the shower and cry. That's what they call a callback joke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, but so it may, it may, you know, I, I get criticized every now and again, mostly from Dr. D when he screams at me in the middle of the night, but that I, I like most things. I'm very positive about a lot of stuff. I do have an insanely personal gripe and I saved this for the end because I, I don't really want to wow. like spiral on this for another half an hour, but there was a very clear oversight in this, and I'm actually insanely upset about. And Ooh, as far as as far as tactics cards choices goes, um, they oh, made a deception. I'm upset about that too. I'm not <laughs> mad about deception at all. I am mad about a very specific card. We have a Peter Parker, right? We have Craven. There's no fearful symmetry. There's God, no I fearful symmetry. Yeah. In Just this so you format. know. I saw Craven and I immediately looked it up because I was like, I need character <laughs> cards. Where's fearful symmetry? I, was, I didn't even think you were going to bring it up. I was going to, Oh, my, oh god. my God, but it's not, you know, you're right. Do you know how excited I would trash. be because there's going to be so many spectacular Spider-Mans in this format. I can bring Craven. I might, it should be a target rich environment for fearful symmetry, but then you're going to bring in the Spider-Man that that's not uh, in the format. Yeah. Yeah. AMG doesn't want you to bring. So that's I, why they took it out. I understand why they did it, but I'm mad about it on a personal level. And I have written in my journal about it multiple times. Wow. You can't write. I have dictated to Lindsay to write it in my journal <laughs> multiple times. As long as we're clear. Yeah. But the were truth there, set you free, Tim. <laughs> were there were there any taxes cards that you guys felt were uh, we've mentioned deception. We've mentioned obviously the most important fearful symmetry. But were there anything, was there anything in there that you expected to be in there that wasn't, or were there any surprises in there that you expected them to rotate out, but they didn't, especially restricted cards like brace or patch up. Um, I thought patch up and sacrifice would go. Mm. I thought it would be interesting to play a format without them. I, I would like to see brace go. I know it's never going to happen, but you know, but I did think patch up and sacrifice would go. I don't know. I think patch up would be hard to get rid of because I think out of all the characters I see, I don't think there are any characters that heal. Because uh, Hood's not on there. Mm. Uh, yeah, but Wong's you can take that there. aspect out of the game at that point. Well, that kind of that favors some teams over others, though, I would say. Well, and to like that attrition e teams, like Brotherhood. Well, and to that hey, effect, right? Listen, exceptional healing. Not everything's a conspiracy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like you have exceptional healers. He's on to me, Tim. You we have, can't do that again. You have some fast healers. The music agenda. <laughs> this is a robbery is one that I was somewhat surprised was kept in where I wasn't sure that could go one of two ways where that maybe that one was out completely, but it's a big part of Rhino as a character and, and why he's brought. Right. And it is, in fact, still in there. Um, under your skin, right? Classic. How else are you going to make Cassandra Nova affiliated? Under your skin. Is Cassandra Nova even in this? Yes. No. She's in Cabal. 
She's just she, not. A, yeah. <laughs> she was removed from just Sentinels. That's what I was mad about. Oh, I missed it. She isn't. I thought they just took her oh, out. She's nope. nope. She's just not a Sentinel anymore. You got to use under your skin to get her. Viper's in. still in there, too. <laughs> I oh, wish okay. AMG would have put a sad face Tim in the in the Sentinel <laughs> section of this. That'd have been great. Just Tim with a single tear. Just listen. Just do it in the shower, please. And when and when you flow over his head with your mouse in the arms of an angel, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, but what? I, I don't know. It's hard to say with cards because, like most of the time. At least recently, uh, you know, the the new core box being a bit of an exception, they haven't really been releasing any generics. It's all been character cards. At least they haven't released generic cards that weren't like already out. Like, you know, there's like I think there's like 15 brace for impacts now because there's like two different ones in every single box now. I yeah, I can't throw them away fast enough. I know. (laughs) Wait, really? You guys don't use different brace for impacts based on the affiliation you're using, like to add your own personal flair of it. I really like the blob one a lot. So like I'll use that. But the Rhino so one know. is also very good. So, like, I have I doubt, one I use for mutants. I have one I use for crime people. I doubt me and Tizzy play uh, more, MCP like more than once a month. Yeah, that's probably. So, probably is that fair. safe to say, Tizzy? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, unfortunately, with my traveling due to some personal issues, I I have not got to play as much as I like. I I miss the game dreadfully because I love playing it, but I haven't yeah. been able to play it like I want to. <laughs> And I, for the most part, it's hard for me to get games in because the days have been crossing over with, you know, you can only play so many games. Well, well it's hard to this, play you're this handsome. playing Infinity three times a week. Listen, it's only like twice a week and I play Bushido the other time. So please calm down. <laughs> Quick Take question. A deep I it's fantastic. No. And I was way ahead of the curve on it. What? I've had that game for like six years. What card is Astral Plane? Astral Plane is the new card with... Uh, Shadow King, isn't it? Oh, that would make sense. It's the one so, where yeah. it's, it makes it like a little yeah. arc node. You shoot out of it. Oh, his like uh, kind of like his Doctor Strange. Like I can measure from here my yeah. presences. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, we did. I think that was an episode we did together. What's that? Oh yeah, it was the, the, the we Shadow, King. Shadow King. But all right, guys. Any closing thoughts before we wrap this bad boy up? I mean, my personal impression that hasn't like I said. I think it's a. I think the game mode's fine. If you're angry, um, I recommend you, uh, I don't know, use some kind of relaxation technique to breathe because mm. you don't have to play the game mode. If you don't like it, it's not like the other modes are going anywhere. Uh, I do agree that I think uh, at least ev- events are going to have trouble uh, having the table space. Like, I think you're, you have a certain pool of players that I think you might be dividing by some people wanting to do timeline and then some people want to do affiliated battles. Some people want to do what if, and then some people want to do the narrative thing and some people want to do regular format, but they don't want to do the competitive, but they also want to do the competitive. It's like, you're having I mean, so many people trying to go different places. That's a pretty standard convention thing, right? There's a lot of times side events are like a Thursday or Friday or a Sunday. And if you don't make cuts, then you play in the what if or the affiliation battle on Sunday or something like that. I don't think that's yeah. going to be the biggest issue. It certainly competes with like the singles, right? The, yeah, a big singles sure. tournament. But um, it's also a big singles tournament. But I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I'm very interested in it in general because I'm very honestly, I don't get to play often. But when I go to a tournament, I'm like, you know. I'm you like, say you get to I, play once a week? 
Well, on stream for, for, for poops and giggles and, and running, you know, specific things that aren't, you know, really, uh, isn't that playing once a week, Tim? Yeah. That's the definition of what that is. You play with my emotions on a regular basis. So you guys get a lot more play. Like I get, I get paid to do it. Got him. <laughs> got me. But ladies and folks, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got them. Uh, mission accomplished. Uh, wrap it up. Uh, we need a picture of you on an aircraft carrier. We're <laughs> <laughs> old. Kids, kids won't. Re- yeah, they're not going to get that one anymore. But if you haven't already, please make sure to head over to the link in the description to vote for your PCN Hero of the Hobby. We have four finalists that have been selected, and voting will be open through November 24th. The winner of the PCN Hero of the Hobby will not only be able to internalize winning the very first PCN Hero of the Hobby, Taylor will also paint one of their favorite models in a very special way. And we also have a runner-up prize now uh, where someone donated a gift certificate to have you select your favorite item from the PCN merchandise store. So we really appreciate that. But go and vote right I hope now. It's a, I hope it's an Arachne t-shirt. Uh, it could be. It could be any item in that store. It could be a discontinued mug. It could be a mug that, you know, you need to do certain things with before you can talk to people. It could be anything. Sure. It could even be a boat. But that voting is open now through November 24th. Please go vote for one of the four finalists, including Alyssa, Gil, Nick Shaw, and Guy, all of whom really embody positive forces within the Marvel Crisis Protocol community, whether it be through tournament organization, positive reaffirmation online and in discords, or just literally to, you know, just to shout this guy out real quick, Nick Shaw, apparently a very big uh, formative member of the main MCP community, shows up with models every week. If there's an odd number, he sits out, teaches people how to play, like just an over overwhelmingly good guy. And when we were first giving examples for PCN Heroes of the Hobby, he pretty much checked all the boxes. Every single person that made it through the finals has been incredibly impactful in a very positive way from Offer Crisis Protocol. So I highly suggest going over, reading through the nominations, and selecting who you think deserves the most recognition at this time. Because we hope that everyone will get that recognition in time, not just through the PCN Heroes of the Hobby, but in general. Because there's so many people that put in so much hard work to make this community one of the best in miniatures wargaming. If I meet you in person... People that are nominated, I'll buy you an ice cream. Whoa! Oh, that is very. Can I get a coffee? I'll get you a coffee. Sure. Okay. Does it? Are you nominated though? Did a single person no, nominate you? Nobody nominated. Well, there you go. He was in the honorable. I'll mentions. nominate you. I'll nominate but, you. Side note: As far as ice cream and coffee, I'm going to get into the rest of the plugs. But Stewart's gas stations have a particular coffee called a <laughs> night owl, which is a large coffee. With a scoop a of, hot red of ice cream in it. That sounds amazing. It's really good. Like incredibly good. You can keep the ice cream. Just give me the coffee. <laughs> Just give me the coffee. Hey, Tim, before you go in and on the plugs, I got to plug. Listen to Arachne. It's an infinity well, podcast. I was going to remember to do that one, though. Yeah, I, I doubt it. Okay. Well, it is you know the what? best show on the PCN. Hey, sh- all right, everybody. Let's see if he does it. Okay, Tim, go. Okay, so Mondays is one of my favorite shows on this network, the Lost Omens podcast, which is the Pathfinder second edition actual play podcast, of which we have several. If you want episodes a week early for Lost 
Lost Omens podcast, a grim podcast of perilous adventure, or more. You can get that on the Patreon at patreon.com slash professional casual. If you want to help Dylan have a better shower to cry in when he gets home from work, you can do so at the Digital Nomads tier, which specifically supports the Arachne and Infinity podcast, which comes out every other Monday and is hosted by uh, this gentleman right here, Dr. D and Brady. It took me a long time to remember his name. I wanted to call him Brent. I wanted to call him Brandon. I wanted to call him lots of things, but it is in fact Brady. And as a listener of Arachne and Infinity podcast, I can tell you that with the utmost confidence. Um, we also have a comic, the comic book rundown with Joe Gennaro and Ron Haynes comes out every Friday. They take comics from Marvel, DC, Image, independent titles from today and yesteryear and movies from today and yesteryear and go through them so you don't have to. If you want to listen to an entire arc in an hour and have it all described to you so you never have to read those pesky little words, listen, the comic book rundown is for you and it is certainly for me. We also have the Slithering and Settling the Southlands, uh, Patreon exclusive shows over at patreon.com slash professional casual. Um, for Pathfinder 2nd Edition and uh, Waferp 4th Edition. Guys, we stream every single day, Monday through Saturday. We take Sundays off because Chick-fil-A's not open. But outside that, stream every single day. Mondays is the Hobby Hangout. Tuesday through Friday is the Game Lobby. Tuesdays or Wednesdays sometimes is either Shatterpoint or Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle reports. And Thursday sometimes is live, sometimes is pre-recorded. Uh, this show right here, Wait Till I Rule Wild. We're going to be at Everwinter. The weekend of December 8th, there is a charity event on Friday, singles event on Saturday and Sunday, as well as a whole bunch of other really cool events. We will be streaming live from Boston, Massachusetts as well. If you are interested in going, I believe it's just about filled up. I Last I spoke to the T.O. Brian, who was on uh, last week, he said it was filled, but I think there might be another ticket or two. If you use code AMG, there's two I think there's two spots, two spots left. So get on it right now. Use code AMG, the number four, and then life AMG for life to get $25 off of your ticket for Everwinter and have a dope time. We'll be there. Dr. D will be there in another room ignoring us, but he will be present in the building, uh, which should be super dope. Uh, lots of things coming up and around. So make sure to check out professionalcasual.com to keep up on it all. We are also going to be introducing the PCN prize wall. We've been doing a bunch of giveaways recently and we have a lot more things to give away. So why not just make a prize wall every month? We will run a competition or an event of some form. Uh, if you head over to professionalcasual.com, you'll be able to get the details on that once it's up and you'll be able to pick your prize. If you win off the wall, could be some Shatterpoint stuff. I got Dooku's. I got Grievous's. I got Obi-Wan's. You want MCP? I got Gwenpool's and Squirrel Girls. I got X-Force packs. I got Terrain packs. Listen, it's all going to be on the prize wall, and you might as well get something you actually want. So... Like an Arachne t-shirt. Like an Arachne t-shirt. There's Arachne t-shirts on there now. That's actually so affordable for me. So, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I don't got to package anything or pay for shipping. I just, whoop, it's to your house. You want to win an Arachne t-shirt? You know you do. Win two. They're small. Or they actually go up to 4X, so you're fine. But <laughs> it'll be super dope. Guys, thank you so much. We really appreciate you, and we'll see you next time. Uh, bye. Bye. I love you, Tizzy. We're best friends. Bye. We are. <laughs> Jerks. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also... 
streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time. You can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of Wait, Did I Roll a Wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolforp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got Wait, Did I Roll a Wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.